What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Mix. It's daily fantasy sports picks and bets powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the daily fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match that first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. All catchphrases aside, hat tip to Jock Market really being open-minded. And I think this is going to work to our advantage, in particular, some of the newbies. I don't know if you're unfamiliar they are opening up new formats, and there's a, a tournament style, right? Like a Texas Hold'em tournament style, meaning everybody comes in with a equal entry, are given the same amount of chips, let's say, and the leaderboard by profit is what determines the winner. Pretty cool. There's also a double-up feature, so keep your eye on that. If you've been a little reticent for jumping, jumping in the jock market, you know, it can be a bit complicated, though I, I'd like to think that we're making it pretty digestible here at Mayo Media Net. Go check that stuff out. And the $20 now really lets you dive in, and to our point here, I think that's going to strengthen our case for jock market play because instead of having to be so granular right so individualized in our play one of the things we like about jock market that every play stands on its own if you want to draw up you know the ticket and in fact the player that won the other day went all in on uh you know Raheed Jade on the Saints and that was that was enough so there you go you know you could just kind of take those little plays or really draw up your own narrative and again take 20 bucks and the winner I think took home 175 in a 20 player pool so there you go a bit you know um on Jock Market and the new format stuff. Really like it. So, who am I? Well, I'm your host. It's the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. Come on, baby. It's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We're coming out the chair as always, man. Come on. You know the deal. Death taxes, sun rising in the east, bears making dookie in the woods, and the big man up and for the crack of dawn to bring you this, the fastest show in NFL. Absolutely. Anyway, man, you know you can take that one to the bank. Follow me up on Twitter at John Legaza. Follow us up at Mayo Media Net if you want any of these schnazzy graphics we'll be bringing at you as we come 115 off the crack at a bat. Let's do it. First pillar of profit. It's our blue chip stocks brought to you by Jock Market. We're using Run the Sims projections to bring you the highest projected players on each team. Let's allow these projections to sing to us, people. On the Raiders' side, it's Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs with an equal 20.4 small step down to Derek Carr at 18. Mac Hollins, 11. Foster Moreau at 8. I think I take it a little bit ahead of myself. We got Raiders. We got Rams. It's Thursday night foosball, week 14. Yeah, wow. This season just keeps on chugging along. And if you've been hanging out with us, we have been getting stronger as the year goes on i think when you're a model-based player i think that's what's going to happen right is people not only stop paying as much attention but keep using year-to-date stats right that's like my whole thing in football in particular if you're not splitting stats and looking for situational importance in the statistics then i think you're going to be misled so those are your raiders adams jacobs Carr, hollands and moreau we'll get into all of it in just a second other side it's the ram starting baker mayfield i mean i i don't even know if that's ever happened before a quarterback coming basically up off the street you know to start for a super bowl champion midway through the season it's an absolute disaster John Wolford, who is like a professional quarterback, or at least resembles a backup one at that, has a neck thing going on. You know, they're kind of being, I don't know, they're being like non-committal about the whole thing. 
Again, we don't want these anybody to get hurt. But if he's okay, I think Wolford should play. We have some Wolford stats. If you get Mayfield, I have no idea what you're going to get. What could he possibly, what could he possibly have digested? He's not that good of a quarterback in the first place. The Rams have a very complex system without the easy button, right? Without, it might have been one thing to say, all right, well, here's the playbook. It's one play long, and it's throw the ball to Cooper Cup. Well, there is no Cooper Cup. Cam Akers is back from the dead, you know, slugging along at three and a half yards per carry. It's a real disaster. Disaster. I think if anything, maybe we'll get some Van Jefferson. That's why he's up there below Baker at 14 and a half acres at 10.7. It's down to Jefferson at 10. It's 9.8. We don't get crazy about decimal points here. Higby 8.8, really the only kind of viable volume target. And then Ben Skowernick, who was a lot more, you know, attractive in these kind of circumstances when he had other weapons. <laughs> we weren't relying on Ben Skowernick. I think the Rams are probably thinking the same thing. All right, let's do some of the handicapping stuff that we're known to do, right? The things that we do, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. Everybody, so, you know, again, I mentioned splitting, which I think is very important. You know, you want to have your eye on the entire year, but also, right, on the splits. So let's do defense. I think that's where it all starts. On the season, it's been pretty rough for the Raiders, though they have improved just a touch, and I think that's why you got to be careful, and you should get guys back, and Chandler Jones, as he's becoming a little bit more familiar with that front line. We saw he had three uh, sacks in the last game, when they get pressure, right? he was supposed to be a big piece. The Raiders in general, right, I think we have to be careful of, oh, they're terrible. This is a team that blew a bunch of 17-point leads. That's not normal. Now, it's not a good sign when you do that. But it is something you have to keep in mind. And the Eternals won those. And now they're a team on the on the move, right? on the come-up, three in a row, whatever they've won. This would be a really good team. So let's be careful throwing the baby away with the bathwater. And that's why I wanted to mention it. You know, you see the negative EPA per play, almost six yards per play for the Raiders on the season. The drive rate, 75% drive success rate. I mean, just really, really bad. But when you zoom on a touch, I've been trying to zoom in my defense to the last six. There is a bit of improvement, especially up in the front against the run game. And I think that's where it all starts. I mean, the, the, the Los Angeles Rams just have nothing right now, right? We're not trying to boast the Raiders defense here at the mix, but we, you know, it, whatever, it's bad. Better than the Rams offense. I don't know what any of this says about anything. Raiders defense, last six, 377 yards per game. A touch below average, minus .07 EPA per play. Again, just a touch below average, 35-yard average drive distance. A touch below average. The run game, they've been strong against the run game, I should the Raiders. 123 yards a game, 4.3 yards per rush. They've actually forced six fumbles in the last six games. Really, really good. They've allowed opposing offenses to get it done through the air, and I mean, that's the whole thing. The Rams don't, don't have much. Raiders allowing a 104 opposer passer rating, 72% completion, 253 yards a game. Those are all in the bottom half. Rams pass D also has just fallen apart. Let's do the run D really quick. It's been very good. Josh Jacobs has been very good as well. He keeps having these, like, brush-up kind of injuries, right? Like these nicked up injuries but he keeps going at it we're going to see I actually have him falling off the cliff today just by the analytics like I think he'll be good the Rams run D is is good but where I was getting it is these hyper usage workloads again follow me on Twitter I really try and drop lots of free nuggets all the time whenever I have some you know a hiatus a break in the work I'm always trying to put stuff out there and hyper usage has hurt guys Derek Henry had 33 touches, Saquon Barkley had 33 touches, and then after that, within two games, they had both been circling the drain. So this is Jacobs' kind of, you know, poo or get off the pot kind of moment. So we're keeping an eye on Jacobs. He should be very good, but the Rams' run D has been excellent. 
right? 24 rushes a game, 89 rush yards, 3.7 yards per rush, 1.35 yards before contact per rush. Those are all in like the top five or top eight. Let's say have these things shaded. It's been the past D, they're falling apart. And then without Donald, right? He, again, right? So what does that, that guy up front have to do with the past D, right? He creates the pressure and the worry and the scheming that allows for the plays to develop. Football is just always about the ripple, right? Again, the things that we talk about here. And if you're digging, you know, the stuff we're doing, picking up what we're putting down, trying to mix X's and O's, analytics, projections with probabilities and like application all in a half an hour rate review and subscribe five star reviews are just the best thing you do like if you want me to have a job next season five star reviews are the way to do that so both defenses kind of reflecting each other strong against the run weak against the pass but so then it's really all about the offenses and you know they've been pretty terrible so I think the thing we want to point out Again, about that Rams D right now that we're looking at the pass D to get at it again. I like to just give everybody a look at the process. I can't show you everything. I have like a, the Jedi Temple open here. You know, it's 43,000 tabs with formatted split statistics. And that's why sometimes I drop the ball. That actually happened in the last show. I really was. I really, if you know me, I beat myself up. Um, when Jarvis Landry kind of slipped through the cracks, right? Because I identified slot work and had he, and he fell through out of the eye of Sauron on me. So this week, we're not going to let that happen. The big thing you want to look at here is the style of defense the Rams are playing. I mean, it's like league, league zone coverage, right? So when I, again, we mentioned that we're talking about splitting man and zone here. When we talk about those splits, what they mean. Again, right? I'm not just going to throw numbers at you. We want it to matter, okay? I'm not just the number guy. I like to be the number guy that is able to be the buffer and help you digest and understand these things. So zone coverage, when it's high, it's almost absolute. Like, it's legit. Like, over 85% near 90%. And when you think about the other niche plays that you would never run a zone against, or really shorts and stuff like that, it's pretty much universal. So the Rams are playing a really soft type of coverage, right? All zone. So it's flipped to the Raiders' usage against that zone. So year-to-date, first of all, it's Devontae Adams has been ridiculous. So Rams passed the last six, minus two point. Minus .21 EPA per dropback is 30th. 106 passer rating is 30th. 70% completion is 30th. 27 completions, 275 pass yards a game, or 32nd and 29th, respectively. I mentioned the hyper use of zone coverage. They're also... 29th in past DOVOA to the left, where Adams lines up, and 77.6 past DOVOA, just off the charts, dead last, at deep against deep passes, again, where Adams, you know, is known to operate. Adams versus man, 2019 target, 2016 air, 9 air yards per target, keep that in mind. 29, 26, 9, all very good. However, but, 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 like the big shaking butt, like I'll get the garden hose and the soapy water big butt. Against the zone, 33 team target, 47 team air, better than 12 air yards per target. So Devontae Adams and Carr have been hooking up like crazy against the zone, pushing way up to the front. Remember in PPR settings, the wide receiver can get there without the quarterback. So it's Devontae Adams by an absolute mile, but because he's chalky, because he's expensive, let's dive a little bit more against that zone. Devontae Adams, of course, leading the way year-to-date for the Raiders, 101 targets, 62, 9, 67, and 8. Hachi, machi, liberace. But after that, it's Mac Holland. So let's look for Mac Holland against his own 51 targets. So he's the next leader with half the targets. 51, it's 31, 384, and 3. We know he's good for a splash play. After that, it's Josh Jacobs. Keep him in mind. Remember, Rams run deep 
very good. The Raiders will be looking to extend the run game with Jacobs against the zone. 43 targets year to date, 37 catches, 248-3. Then the drop down to Moreau. I've seen a lot of people talk about Moreau against the zone. That really, they've just been good, but not great. 30 targets, 18 for 236 and 0. So again, we could get some catches from Moreau, right? The island of Foster Moreau. But I'm not loving that. So for me, in order, it's Adams, then Derek Carr, then Mac Hollins, because we're talking blue chips, we're talking top side here. I don't see any top side for the Rams. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the answer is Jefferson. I don't know. If we get Wolford, let's just do the two Wolford games really quick before we get into the penny stock to some cost per point. Wolford's two games, 63% pass, pretty balanced. 38 of 62, 391 and 3, right? One touchdown, three picks have been terrible. 64 pass rating, 6.3 yards per attempt. Awful. Targeting wide receivers 63% of the time. That's something worth keeping an eye on. 11% running back, 24% tight end. So it's really going to be Higby, 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 and then wide receivers. I don't even know. It's terrible. Skowernick. Higby led the way, 13 targets, 10 for 87. Then it was Skowernick, 10 targets, 4 for 44, right? Working real low. Ada, then Jefferson, right? So he's also been the best against man coverage. The Raiders do play a bit of man. But remember, the way we mentioned high zone is in the 85 range. High man for the Raiders, that number is at 29. That's considered very high. So if you're up around playing man around a third of the time, that's high. So I just, again, I'd like to leave you with the things that matter while we're going forward. So Jefferson against the man at seven targets, 566 and one, right? A 566, five, that was his numbers with Wolford, 566 and one. But he's been the highest target with that production coming against man. So look for that. If Mayfield is able to identify man, it makes sense. They're also going to be down. Be looking for high A dot targets to Van Jefferson. So boom, boom, boom. There are your blue chips and hopefully a feather or two in the cap. A lesson with you going forward. So now that the ball is crossed the midway line, we are up in the red zone. Let's get it. Goal to go. But first, a big breath for the big man. All right, let's get it. Second pillar of profit. These are your penny stocks brought to you by the lovely ladies and gentlemen Jock Market. Make sure you download the app and while you're there, rate, review, and subscribe to the show because it matters way more than it should. All right, enough of that. More of this. It's the best show anywhere. Well, that may have been a bit of hyperbole, but I really try to bring that smoke. All right, I think whether or not you like me, and I do appreciate people sticking around for us to be maintaining the view count that we have. At this point of the season is really very difficult. You know that's true because it's making my big old nose itch. But thank you all really. Your time means a lot to you and it means a lot to me. And that's why I put so much effort and passion into this show and the things that matter and all the different splits and all the different things that we do. It really matters. You know, to me, get up in the comments if you feel the same. All right. Our quarterbacks, it's Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield. Just Unbelievable. I mean, the fact Mayfield is projected for 14.5 to Carr's 18 is ridiculous. His 9K salary to the 10.2 for Carr is ridiculous. So just forget Baker Mayfield outright. Again, if you're part of these tournament-style IPOs, I think having a share of a quarterback is 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 a good idea, right? Because they handle the ball so much. But the IPO is really, of course, where it's at. Um, yeah, price is everything in jock market. Hit me up as we walk through these tournament strategies... I'm I'm digging it. You know, I'm digging it. And again, for the more conservative players, getting into a tournament-style play with double-up, hey, man, it's going to take you a while to burn through that 100 bucks, though. I'm digging it. Go get the free promo cash. The running back room, it's, this is just such a disaster. It's Jacobs, Jacobs, and Jacobs, right? 20.4 projection, 12.4 salary. The cost per point at 600. I mean, cost analysis is really out the window in this game because there's just not much value. The Raiders somehow are only favored by six and a half. I'll get into the bets after. I have not been uh, betting 
the primetime games, lines and sides. And every time I've had this, like, I don't understand. I've been wrong, you know. And like the Rams last week, I just, they're just not like a tenable football team. And the Seahawks let them get ahead and stay competitive. Had Kenneth Walker not get injured after he like blew them up, right? And we, the idea was the Rams run team was going to be decent. They were getting sliced and diced and the Seahawks had nothing behind them. If they had a viable running back, maybe they do run away with this. So Jacobs by a mile. After that, it's Akers and Kyron Williams. I mean, again, this one's just really tough, right? Akers got the production in the last one. You know, 18 touches, 17 for 60 and 2, of course. That, as the Yahoo guys call it, touchdown deodorant. There's not a better term, maybe, in, like, fantasy and DFS play. Because you look back, oh, he got it, he got across. You just, I don't know if can, you can expect that uh, twice today. I mean, with Mayfield and just the way it's been. And Kyron Rollins had three carries for nine yards. Really very forgettable. The week before, against KC, Akers was eight for 37. Williams, 11 for 35, but also three for 25. So, we mentioned Mayfield not really targeting the running backs. But if he's, I don't know, terrified for his life, I mean, right, if Max Crosby and Chandler Jones are on your six, maybe he will start dumping it off. So this has turned less into a value thing. I think this is more about continuing the analysis and all the question marks, right? If it's Mayfield, I think regardless, we're going to Jefferson, Mayfield to take the wide shots. He likes to throw it into wideouts. He's not been very good, but that's where I'd be looking. So I think for me, it's Jefferson regardless. I guess it's Kyron Williams over Akers in conventional because we don't know where the workload's going to go and Kyron Williams a 5.4 opposed to 7.8 is a nice deal if the IPO projections are correct and Kyron is at $6 forget that nuts nuts stuff loser loser losing stock losing stock sell 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 you know short Kyron Williams at $6 maybe we could do that I love that right that Jock Market's now kind of Remember, format, it's not just about like, oh, oh, there's a new format, so I'm only going to do this. And if you follow my work, then you know it's really all about malleability, right? Conventional, we talk prop play, we talk betting markets, and when and where the analysis tells us that the strongest probabilistic scenario is, right? Where that door, which door to open. And then hopefully it's not like Alison Wonderland. Another door, another door, another door. Karen Williams, there's a pop for him. But yeah, from like the back end forgotten realm. Forget that. So Josh Jacobs is it right here. And after that, it's again, eight acres in jock market. Kyron Williams in conventional. Neither one of them for prop plays, right? Devontae Adams. Give me all the Devontae Adams. We mentioned it. I know he could see Jalen Ramsey. Again, that shadow stuff will get you in trouble. I, I got, he got, this got me in trouble. I actually think Patrick Sartan right now is probably better than Ramsey. You know, throw something at me. But regardless, they're both awesome. And Adams smoked him. The last time Adams faced Ramsey, I think it was an 8 for 107. So I think we've seen that because I think he did that against Sertan in the first matchup. It was a high, total, low A dot. So I think that probably explains what's going on, right? They're going to give him that hook route. They're going to let Adams come back in because they don't want to lose on the double jig route. You know, whatever he's doing, just ridiculously good. Right? He's impossible to cover. So the you give him the soft stuff. So I think Adams is good no matter what. Devontae Adams is going to get volume, going to get depth. He's going to get looks, right? So he's he's in there like swimwear. But we also want to keep a look at Hollins in case Ramsey's on Adams. There's no way the Rams are stopping both of these guys. So that's the pathway to 
Hollins. I mentioned he's the second most targeted player against his own. They were going to see basically an exclusive zone package today. 31-3, again, on the season from Mac Hollins. So that's it for me. It's Adams all the way, but then Hollins. I even like the 860 IPO because if we get this shutdown, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's say it does. Right, or the, the efficiency is just not there, which I think is probably more likely. A tip pass, a drop pass, it's, you know, it just happens. Step on the line or something. Right, it's just stupid stuff. Hollins is the next one man up easily for me. I mentioned Moreau. I'm not really digging the Moreau once I saw the heavy zone numbers. And I wonder, with the strong front seven from the Rams, even missing Donald, like they're still pretty good, right? Again, I'm sorry, I've kind of bashed them, and it's normally not my style. I'm normally very, right, I like to be open-minded, understanding any of these plays or picks can go against me. But again, especially on the offensive side, the Rams are just decimated. It's really, really bad. And I'm shocked they kept that game as close as they did. I don't think it's going to happen today. I, God, right, this is a perfect setup for stepping on a rake. We're kind of chasing this Raiders continuation. It's just, I'm sticking with the Raiders. I didn't bet the spread, but I do think they cover it. And I, I just don't see how this goes. The Rams wait all. So wrap up the value. It's Skowernick. Tutu Atwell and Higby. I mean, there's just nothing there. It's just, it's, we, we, here, I got some, let's do some advanced stats. This is last four, right? So the defense I was doing the last six, I think I like a bigger sample for the team stuff. Whereas, um, receivers, I think we want to be a little more recent again, the injuries and stuff. So for the Rams, it's been, it's Higby, um, running a, a route on, 63% of dropbacks, but he is leading the way as far as targets. So it's just four weeks, 21 targets, 14 for 132. That's three and a half catches a game for 33 yards. No, thank you. Fan Jefferson run more routes, but he's run 174 routes, but only 18 targets. Ben Skowernick has run 207 routes, good for 18 targets. That's 15, 8% target per route run. 0.46 yards per route run. I mean, this is it's really, really bad. So I think where you got to go is probably Jefferson. He's the air yard leader at 54 per game over that span. After that, it's Atwell with 50. Um, oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> 62 and 59 respectively. So again, we'd be looking for those deep shots. I think that's the only prayer the Rams have on offense today. Is going to be something to Atwell, a shot or two to Atwell, a shot or two to Van Jefferson, and basically that's that, right? So keep an eye on those guys. Atwell 520 IPO, Jefferson 660 IPO. I'd rather go with Jefferson. I think he's going to be on the field every single play. Atwell only in three wide receiver sets, but given the way I think this is going to go, it might be the entire game. So if I'm building a portfolio, it's Raider heavy. Coming back with the deep targets on the Rams. Boom, 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 boom. That will do it for the penny stock section, right? We like car. Remember always, just because you're cheaper doesn't mean you're a value. So I think in this case, the more expensive assets are still the values because of the expected return. So let's give me car and Jacobson Adams. Like, yes, I'm shocking the world. Well, I generally do go for some pretty wonky names today. Just not one of those days. Give me Kyron Williams over Acres. In conventional, give me Jefferson and Atwell for a long target, right, to wrap up those showdown slates where I think Atwell... <clears throat> I'm very sorry, excuse me, everyone is sick around here, I'm really sorry about that, I've been doing my best to chop this stuff up, cough buttons or whatever, sorry. Um, Atwell, the 4-4 salary, right, if he pulls in the deep target, you can forget that course of point, right, so Atwell's probably, this is the last thing last feather in the cap in digesting projection. So you see Atwell with a 5.3 projection. 
And the thing is, he's got to be projected for something, right? That's kind of right, right in the middle. Guys like Atwell are hard to project because if he hits, it's probably for 12 at once. And if he doesn't, it's probably for zero. And that's how you get to a six-point projection. So that part becomes up to you, right? Don't, don't, I think that's it. Don't pencil in Atwell for six. You pencil him in for zero or you pencil him in for 12 on a showdown slate. You have to commit during these things, right? I'd rather be wrong, committing, and consistent than anything else. So there's the last feather in your cap before we get out of here. Rate, review, and subscribe. Stick your cartoon finger up inside me. Jam that bad boy where it belongs in this big mouth of mine because the likes matter just way more than they should. We really do appreciate the YouTube comments. I try and get to all of them if I can because, again, you're taking your time to reach out to me. So I really try and do the same this time of season. It's really, really crazy for me. I have a ton of stuff going on and with Christmas time and family. So, all right, we are in the goal to go scenario what are we going to do i'm nodding along for the audio only people let's give the ball to the fridge i'm going to punch this bad boy in but first just a quick breath all right here we go let's close it out strong as always i just i'm like seeing things i'm tired i don't know <laughs> all right well my producer's probably got a good laugh i think i just saw a ghost during that little break all right let's wrap it up it's a week 14 thursday night perhaps Brought to you by Jock Market. I love these alt props. It's what I'm all about. And uh, because, again, sustainable strategy being trying to really be, should be at the fore of betting. Right now, the betting is ubiquitous and it's everywhere. And everyone is betting all the time. The thing we want to avoid more than anything else. Everybody wants to win, but the thing you want to avoid is reloading these accounts, right? Like, stop, stop the deposit, right? And the best way to stop the deposit is to come up with strong strategies uh, this one is a good one look for plus money bets and play them in pairs at equal amount this one of course i have my first mistake as always i didn't correct this i have these are all viable bets i posted this one for my sub so i have money on this already Devontae adams over 90 receiving yards that's an alt prop that's an even money this should have read i downloaded the wrong image i'm going to put the correct image on twitter that should be Devontae adams plus 100 when that one got posted over 100 yards is plus 140 Okay, that was the one I wanted to pair with the second one that you see is Matt Collins over 60 yards is plus 188. Okay, so if you're playing a standalone, let's chop this up. And again, my apologies for all these. I feel like I make at least one mistake every time. It's a graphic. It's the first year I've ever done this stuff, and I'm learning on the fly, and it really can be a lot to balance it. No excuses, though. you got to play like a chip, you know. So if you're going to play one, for me, my one pick, because that's what this was, I posted one. And then when I added the second, I forgot to adjust it and edit it. So I had Adams at 90 receiving yards plus 100. Love that, right? So if you're going to play one, you play even money, play it small. 90 receiving yards, we already laid out everything. I mean, he's gone over this just frequently, like, right? right? Adams lives, Adams just lives above that mark. It's got to be like five. I think I wrote it down yesterday. I think I got five of, five of seven. Yeah, five of seven and seven of nine. And it's oh, way over, which those are all over 100. That was why, here we go, I'll show you my mistake, but also how I corrected it, right? Lessons, lessons abound, people. And it's part of my theory of why I like these alt props, and the reason being, right? So the regular prop was 85.5 minus 110. The first prop to come out was plus 90 at plus 100. I said, well, for five extra yards, I want the even money. When the 100 prop came out, it was at plus 140. Again, this guy, these players. 
in this new age where offense has kind of been reduced as a whole, once teams expose something, they go to it the entire game. We're seeing tons of blow-up games, singular kind of blow-up games, right? Less of these nuclear explosions. So the idea being, rather than play one, if you have one prop play, it's very binary, right? Win or lose. If it's at minus 110, forget it. You need a better win percentage than you'd want. Look for the spikes. And then again, if you play the spikes in pairs, right, like we're going to, again, stupid me, although I will have a corrected graphic for the audio-only listeners. If you have our hands on whatever your R is, and that's why I like to talk about theory more than, you know, people use these nebulous units. That'll, I will wrap that up with fake units. Whatever your R is, if you risk a dollar, if you risk $5, 10 20 5000 I believe my work applies to you. Determine your daily R, again, whether it's 50 or 100 Split it in half. Half on Adams, plus 100 yards, plus 140 odds. Half on Mac Hollins, plus 60 receiving yards, plus 188. If you hit one, minimum 40% profit. If you hit both, off to the races, you're doing fine, right? Paid in a shade, laid like an egg, as I like to say. If you just stick with the Adams claim, this is why I didn't do this, because this is what has got me in trouble in NFL betting, trying to be too particular. Well, I like the Adams analysis better, and we tend to do this as people, so I'm picking that one. Well, if Adams gets the Ramsey treatment, doesn't get the 90s, gets 75 or something, and Hollins gets 70, you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I give up a, you know, and if Hollins is when it hits, you know, it's, a eight, it's uh, you know, split, there's, a, I'm sorry, that's a 40% profit opposed to a 20. The math people out there don't, don't comment me. I caught caught it in real time. It's a wildly profitable venture by ROI standards that keeps you in the arena and that avoids you from depositing, right? Avoid the binary situations. Bet on plus odds. Have a viable plan. And in particular, I like to do these plus plays in even sets, right? Because of that. My Patreon page, <laughs> we're in the black job. This is, here's this for a terrible brag. My win percentage is 41%. Well, I'm playing plus 188. But the people that need a 60% win rate are the people playing, you know, minus EV bets, right? They're playing minus 110. They're playing minus 150 favorites. You're going to hit a ton of those. I don't have to hit a ton of those. I go 3 for 10 on the weekend, and I'm, you know, making a few percentage points. I go 4 for 10. I got paid 5 for 10. And that's what we did last week, and that's how kind of the buildup goes. So there's a lesson for us again. Standalone play, so I don't want to be a fraud. The standalone play is 90 receiving yards plus 100. My favorite play as a pair is Adams over 100 plus 140. Mac Hollins over 60 plus 188. Again, I will have a corrected graphic on the bird app, and that will do it, people. But before we get out of here, I just want to leave you with one last lesson. We mentioned fake units, okay, and why this show should be resonating to the very serious people, okay? If you intend to ever make money in this thing that we do, Right, and any over any kind of period of time, you need a plan. And unfortunately, for a lot of the fakes out there, that's where they've stopped. That well, you need a process over everything. They don't actually have a process, which is pretty hilarious. At the end of it, and the best way I have found, right, as someone that has, I have a professional background in, in trading, so it was very kind of easy for me to spot these things. Right, I was not a sports betting expert. I don't really like to be thought of that way. There's just a ton of overlap in my understanding, whatever. The first thing you need to ask, what is that unit? Make the 
insist the handicapper defines the unit. Because if a handicapper is betting 10, 12, 15, 20 units in a slate setting day, whatever, you know, that's unsustainable. I don't care what anyone says. You can't bet, you know, because the unit should be tied to percentage of stack. Like I said, my work applies to everybody because I make that very crucial tie-in where unit is percentage out down 100 units is lights off you know close in a do-rag on a stick the side of the highway trying to sell rotten apples to feed my family you know what i'm saying where other people are about 18 units we're made 34 units we're making 34 units be fantastic but if you, did you bet 24 think about my challenge always this think about your road to ruin if you bet 24 percent of your stack right what happens remember Every time you lose, you need to make more than that to get it back. Right? When you lose 10%, you need 11% to get it back. You lose 10% of 100 at 90, you need 11% to get back. Not 10, because 10% of 90 is 99, you still be short. And if you repeat that, repeat that process, you end up at zero, right? So there's there's the big tie in everybody. Feathers in the cap just sticking out of it. Nuance and context pouring out of our out of our faces right here. Come on. This is the sickest show that there is when it comes to all this stuff. Like if you really do care about improving. Right, being challenged, understanding that we don't know everything, right? For as much I know, I know I don't know Ugatza. And that's really what it's all about. So keep those eyes open, keep those minds open, keep those ears to the ground, and that will do it. Thanks so much for picking up. We'll rip it down here at Mayo Media Net. Download the Jacques Market app. MMN is the promo code. Rate, review, and subscribe. Press the like button. Get up in the comments. Tag me on Twitter. And check out the Patreon page, which is free, but for you football DJs, I put in all these advanced statistics. And they're conditionally formatted. It's a free, sortable page. And if you're down with that, you thank Patrick M. Mayo because he is the GOAT. All right, I'm out of here, yo. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Remember, when you work this hard, if there's a lot less like Lock Donut, damn right. Peace.